production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hey everyone, um, today's episode um, we mention uh, quite lightly, but um, we do speak about it. Uh, we speak about mental health and substance abuse. So if that triggers anything for you, give us one a miss. Um, and there are resources in the show notes. Hey bitches, what's up? Just quick life update. My throat is fucked up. Not from sucking, but no, but like also like it's just, we're struggling again, guys. I was meant to be on vocal rest for two weeks on radio break. I, I was succeeding in that. And then I went to the 1975 and look, it didn't go very well for me on my throat. Not that I met Buddy Healy. Ah! <laughs> But no, I I did scream to robbers, um, and yeah. If everyone could just, if everyone could just get over the voice, I know I'm. It's like really, it's actually really hard for me to talk right now. I'm really painful, just so you're aware. But I went to get a camera down my throat this morning to see if there's anything wrong with my throat. Um, Got any nodges? And they were like, oh, like it, it's you can like take too much or like you like suck too well. And I was like, that's not what I'm here to find out. <laughs> They're like, we've never like, seen a throat never, so capable of such girth. Yeah, we've like, never <laughs> seen a, such a beautiful throat. And I was like, guys, there's no need to tell me that. Like, Does the My Medicare Gap cover this yeah. consult? <laughs> Boofer extras. Like, it's okay. But what else they said was that apparently I speak completely incorrectly. Oh. How are you supposed to speak? No, it's actually a grow up moment. Like it's like Do you okay. talk from the back of your throat or something? Yeah, I talk from the back of my throat. I meant I meant to talk like this. But I sound like an AI when I do that. Mm. And I tried to do that. I got told this before I went. I, I tried to do that um when I filmed F Boy Island. And then my producers literally in my earpiece were like, Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I was like I was like, What do you mean? And they were like your voice is so much deeper than that. Why are you trying to talk? I'm like, no, it's because I'm, my my throat's fucked. Anyway, so um, I have nodules. Um, I think. Oh. Um, and I have to, and they're like, yeah, cool. But so, so, so the solution is vocal rest. Question mark. And I was like, <laughs> that's cool. Surgery? Anyone? Like, I was like, I, mm. oh no, just just vocal rest and losing your voice correctly. Cool, but I don't know how to do that, guys. So also, it's your job is to talk. I did know someone who actually they work here. Um, their podcast host as well. They had their nodules done, but it just comes back. It's kind of like having, well, kind of like having bunion surgery. Oh. If you don't correct the way you walk, your bunions come back. Your bunions come back. I reckon <laughs> I've got bunion. I reckon I'm bunion girl almost. But yeah, so just <laughs> oh. FYI, if my throat is, and you know what, I've realised my voice is so bad that I saw a friend. The other day, who I was really, really, really good friends with all throughout high school. And I ran into him around Bondi. I haven't seen, I see him like once every like year if we're on a walk and I run into him, right? Like we're not really friends anymore. Um, and he saw me and I was talking to him for like a minute and he was like, oh, you've lost your voice. <laughs> and I was like, no, this is how I sound now. And he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, my voice is just like this at the moment. I was like, does it sound bad? He was like you're not, you don't have a voice. Like he was like, it sounds like you've actually lost your voice. Yeah, it's not great. It's because I actually um, had to do this video the other day and I had a snippet of you from Bachelor 
and your voice is a lot a bit higher then, which is obviously normal. Yeah, but also it's that, that way less breathy, up. way less raspy. Right, it's really bad. Anyway, this is very boring. This is not this is not vocal cord <laughs> chat. <laughs> vocal cord chat with Abby. And so we have a speech pathologist on to yeah. give me free speech pathology. <laughs> for We're putting this content behind the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> boring as fuck <laughs> so what did we want to talk about today fuck just letting everyone know that i had sex on the weekend and um and you were present and i was present during the sex i'm not gonna say anything more than that because i've also decided okay this is actually interesting so Ooh. while i was having a beautiful intimate moment with this person i'm not gonna say fucking because <laughs> it was really nice anyway that's all i'm gonna say about it but what i will say about and this could be Meta me saying this, but what I am gonna when I when I when he was like when I was having a good time, <laughs> this is agony aunt. Me right being now. me being me being very me being such a prude suddenly. Boy, Abby Chapman. No, I, <laughs> we're changing the podcast well, name. It's a little. It's yeah, a little, little Abby. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of Abby. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> A showbiz baby. But so I, okay, so when we were, okay, so usually, obviously, whenever I have an interaction with anyone, whether it's the lady at the deli or it's my mum or people that I'm fucking, um, all my friends, there's always a little radar on is this content. Sorry, everyone, that sounds that sounds shallow, but my whole life, I have to think of fucking five radio shows a week, two podcasts, I've got a fucking tour coming up, I have to host TV shows, that's my voice. <laughs> really, it's really exhausting, okay? So everything is content, okay? And I'm just, I've got to, I've got to produce a mind, mm-hmm. okay? I'm sure Elise and Oscar feel the same way and Amy. I'm sure you always think of what could this be. Big time. But so... While this person I'm like kissing and like going to sleep, not that we did that, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to detail. I was thinking like, I was thinking, oh, you know, in the podcast, what am I going to say about this? And then I thought, I'm going to say nothing. Although I have to talk for five I minutes know, I was about like, it. And yet. And yet, no, but I haven't given any details of like what this is or like why it was so nice or why I enjoyed it. Cause I was going to ask him if it was okay if I spoke about it in the podcast. And then I was like, oh, actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about it because I feel like this should just be something for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you meant for you, me and Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I guess I'm becoming emotionally mature or something. It's like, yucky, you're, moving you're, on. <laughs> I love how like your answer to not talking about it is to talk about not talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's, to, go, it's to go, guys, I'm going to actually be the bigger person here and not talk about it. Um, but I could give very specific details about why it was so joyous, but I'm not going to everyone. And that's because this is just for me. Because it tells me tapping the microphone like it was your noses going. Because I'm, I, for the first time, value someone enough to. Not that I have feelings for him. Fuck, I can't go into this. Okay, everyone, stop. Stop. Stop asking questions. Everyone, no it's you're literally monologuing. I know, I can't help it. I gotta, anyway, what I'm saying is I've decided that I'm going to have one when- thing for me and that thing is this person. Great. I hate when celebrities do this. Yeah. I know, it's so annoying and I hate it as well, but I just feel like this was so amazing. Oh, just- like why? <laughs> <laughs> I almost answered. I went, well, because... <laughs> No, but I just feel, I just feel, and look, I don't have like feelings. Anyway, there's not feelings. If you're listening, the person, if you are listening to this, I don't have feelings. I don't even like you that much. Okay. 
it's just yeah. I just feel like I need to get to a stage where not everything is content and this was a nice transition into not everything being content. Living in the moment. Living in the moment. Anyway, so um I was able to live in the moment when this person was anyway, I can't say it, okay. <laughs> when we're being intimate. Okay, so um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like a kid ATM, but I'm not going to say what. This is so annoying. This is really annoying for me and for the listeners. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm very, I'm quite annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm annoyed at myself because I want to tell everyone everything, but I really need to practice restraint. I feel like this person has made me realize that there are a few things. Okay, this is what I can say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that took us maybe seven minutes. Not and even. also, we didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I can say. Jerry. I'm not going to tell you anything, but... Oh, my Jerry's God. I just something together. <laughs> this is what I can say, everyone. Calm down. Stop yelling at me, okay? I'll tell you. What I can say is that, you know, it's crazy. Like when you date like or like fuck really toxic people for ages and then sometimes every so often I'll like have a time with someone who's not who's not toxic who's just like a nice person and it makes me it annoyingly as obviously do it makes me reflect on my toxicness because i'm not, i'm not focusing on how fucked i am like oh like i'm actually like quite awful so like oh i'm like a bit of a cunt like why so, what do you reckon in what way I'm just so negative. Like I'm so negative. I hate everyone and everything. And like, like, but like, it's funny too. <laughs> like, like it is funny. I'm just very dry. And I feel like, like I dated this guy ages ago. Here we go. Here's some, here's a story you guys haven't heard. When I, here's a different story, not about the person that I'm currently not seeing. Anyway, it's casual. It's casual and chill. Um, <laughs> It is actually better if you sing about it. Yeah, so. it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I used to fuck this person ages ago, like when I was like 19. And he was such a hippie. He used to um, he used to like drive his van around for like no reason. And then he would, he would get really um, – can I say he would get stoned? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So he would get really stoned and um, massage me for like – Three hours, like, nice. like, and all he and he used, and he grew sunflowers and frangipanis in his backyard <laughs> in the share house. This is amazing. And he and I would come over in summer in Brisbane and we would just sit underneath the hose and just like hose the frangipanis and hose each other. Nice. <laughs> and, it, and but we never kissed on the lips. What? Because <laughs> there's always should a joint I, in their mouth. Should I start this story again? Because I feel like maybe this is a story that I should tell. This so, is a great story. Yeah. yeah, so 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 we used to sit in his backyard, he'd have sunflowers and frangipanis and he'd always spray them and I'd, I'd go over and he would always kiss me just on the cheek and he never ate me out, never kissed me on the lips, but he would massage me for hours and fuck me and I would suck his dick and one day I asked him after t- two years of having sex, I was like, why don't you ever kiss me? Because I met him when I was in like high school and then we started fucking when I was 19 and he was like, he didn't really answer me and um, and – he was like, oh, yeah, like, I just don't really, like, do that. I was like, you don't kiss him on the lips. What the fuck? <laughs> but he was, like, a huge hippie. Like, he, he like, kind of rem- reminds me of someone else that I've met. Um, and... <laughs> ah! um, and he... <laughs> Oh, and he he was like he would always say that I complain all the time and that I'm really negative, 
and you can't compare your level of negativity to someone who gets stoned all the time and chills out and won't kiss someone on the mouth. And <laughs> oh, and his and his whole life was a coffee and yeah, frangipanis. No, no. And then one day he asked me if I would go and live with him in a shipping container. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how he's getting the drugs free with it? He was just like, would you like to come live in a shipping like, container? He was like, there's like beachfront land up in Bundaberg oh that you can God. get. Well, to be fair, I mean, it's like it's like acres and acres and acres up in Bundy. Yeah, but you're in a shipping container. Yeah, but you know what? Be, but you know what? It was only like a hundred grand back then. It'd be worth a shit ton now. I'm not going to lie. He probably, a it was ton. a ship ton. A oh, ship, and you could just have a little commune where all the shipping containers could be there. And grow all your friends your penny tree. And no one's allowed to kiss on the mouth. <laughs> a little cult. Wait, this isn't Pete Evans, is it? <laughs> oh my god, you know what? Yeah, no. Um, um, but uh, and he used to always be like, "Yeah, you like you oh, like you always or oh, you just complain." And I'm like, "Yeah, like it's fun to complain. Like it's like a fun thing to do. I don't know like why I have to be positive all the time." Um, and I just feel like. This person, you know, yeah, it does remind me of, of someone else. But he's an anti-vaxxer now, not uh, the one that I'm currently. But Pete the Evans. one, the, yeah, literally the one, the one that I um, the shipping container. He, um, <laughs> he during COVID, he was posting all this stuff, and I was like, hey, dude, we haven't spoken in like five years, and like I really loved you, and like we were such good friends for so long, and. I miss your mouth being just adjacent to my mouth, um, <laughs> but like. You go on a bit QAnon. I feel like a man who didn't uh, believe in uh, vaccines. It's very suspicious given that he never kissed you on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> from a virus that was like born from mouths. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a very good point, producer Elise. <laughs> wow. Maybe he was, was he patient? Does that mean he was patient, patient zero? zero? He ate the bat. He fucked the bat? I don't he, know. What I don't was. know what happened there, but I feel like he... He was in a shipping container doing something. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say where the shipping container was going. Yeah, but he also, yeah. Anyway, so, but being around him, I used to feel really insecure about how negative I was. Maybe that's awesome. Maybe that, that trauma from that, I'm projecting this onto this new, anyway, I'm not talking about this new person at all. Doesn't matter. Doesn't actually matter. But I've just been, I just, like, I'm very negative girl, very, like, annoying. I'm like, oh, I'm also very, like, insecure and I'm, like, very sort of, also, I also have been feeling, like, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, I've also been feeling like, oh, am I, um, am I too, this is so sad to say, but am I too like, like traumatized to, to be with someone nice? But and that is a totally legitimate thought that you have when you're finally with someone nice. Because you're like, well, I was with all these fucked people and I am used to shit. I'm used to being treated like shit. So suddenly someone's not treating me like shit. And so, but this isn't right. Your body is literally going, this is all wrong. I have not been exposed to this before. No, 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 no. This yeah. is not the cause and effect. Bye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it feels so unfamiliar. And also it's almost like you're, um, I know, I feel like, oh, I, I have so many hangups and so many fears <laughs> of things that are going to happen or things that like, like I presume anything nice I take as being even worse somehow than someone being outwardly mean to me. Do you think that they are using the niceness as a cover for something? Yeah, I feel like I'm being right. pranked. <clears throat> oh, that's right. And you have a deathly fear of being pranked. And, I remember and that. And because literally, Oscar, this is a thing that 
we spoke about. Um, I when I first met my ex boyfriend, who similar. Oh fuck, I can't talk about this. I keep. I'm, it's so hard for me to talk about this. A completely by himself vibe. I'm not relating it to anyone present day, but my ex boyfriend who was so hot, I like couldn't look at him for look him in the eye because I would think that he would figure out that I was ugly, and um, oh. I couldn't. I when he like held my hand in public, I was like. I was like, ugh, like I was like, why are you lying to everyone and why are you creating false intimacy? Like, and also I thought, I thought that it was a prank. Well, I Ashton thought that Kutcher he, was going to jump out of the bushes. Literally, <laughs> I thought that so, him and another guy that we knew were pranking me um, oh. to be like, ha ha, you thought someone like that liked you? Like genuinely thought that. And to this day, sometimes like... Um, that ex-boyfriend will be like, remember that time that you thought that, that so and so and I were pranking you, and he's like, "Well, gotcha, bitch. It's actually been a prank. It's been fucking seven years." Down on like, one knee, getting yeah, the ring out. Yeah, prank. Like, will got, you be pranked? Yeah. Oh, go, 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 go. So I'm, I, I'm like, oh, I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, like this has to be someone's. Like they're gonna like get me. Like, and that's a genuine thought that I have. They're not gonna get you. Maybe they yeah. are though. Oh, maybe they will now. But look, content. Okay. <laughs> you know what's quite sick and twisted? That's also what I thought. I have thought, wow, it'd be pretty like, good content. Like, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, look, I can't, I really want to talk about this, but I can't. And it's all good because I'm a chill, cool girl. <laughs> <laughs> Elise found this article as a bustle article. Yes. And it's been doing the rounds. Mm-hmm. And I actually have this conversation with someone. Um, when was this posted? It was April 7th. So yeah. Like I had the conversation ago. in February. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Rebecca Fishbean from Bustle. Abby is coming for you. Thanks for plagiarizing my thought that I had in private. <laughs> but that's fine, Rebecca. Let's. And it was, um, it's, is therapy speak making us selfish? Yes. And I think it fucking is. And I also think, I've actually read this article, but this is my thoughts on the headline. I'm just going to go from the top. Well, you pitched the article, so I don't know what you're talking That's about. That's the thing. I'm yeah. actually the writer. I'm actually Rebecca <laughs> Fishbane. Fishbane. <laughs> I actually had a conversation recently about like certain people that I know that go to therapy so much. And like, I love that for you. Like, I definitely need to, remember how I graduated therapy last year? No, you need to go back. No, drag me back. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> Like something severely wrong. Something is so severely wrong. <laughs> Having orgasms and crying. Like that's not fucking normal. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Neat. Like I'm actually thinking of going, I'm actually genuinely speaking of therapy. I'm thinking of going back genuinely and doing every day for like a month or something. That's, genuinely. I mean. Because I'm like, there's something fucked with my brain. There's something really wrong with my self-esteem. Every day might burn you out and you might not want to do it again. Just heads up. I know you love to throw yourself in like all in. True. But that does also give you like a very limited shelf life. I'd go like twice a week. Just see how that goes. Like three times. Mm, Two and a half. I feel like I need to really accelerate my healing because I'm like, something's wrong with this chook. Literally not how that works. Uh, (laughs) Is it not? I've been doing it for like 10, 11, 12 years, I reckon. You, you can't. Oh, it just sucks that I graduated now. I've got to go back to fucking school. It, no, no, it's like your Post-grad, master's. Post-grad, master's. You have to do your master's. master's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't go back to therapy. I absolutely do. There's something seriously wrong with my brain. Um, but um, I, there are certain people that I've noticed that have recently become or are very, I find very selfish and very like boundary setting. I don't even know if it's to do with therapy speak, but I think it's as well 
like just in general where like I guess it is therapy speak like emotional load and like setting boundaries and um and uh you know emotional labor and and I taking this on right now and do you have the capacity right now for me to like like it's I just I think that it is very healthy and it's very good to have boundaries but I also think that sometimes when you have interpersonal close interpersonal relationships with people you have to kind of give a little yeah. and be able to recognize we need to show up for those people. On the flip side, I've had interactions where people have kind of used it to victimize themselves in a situation where you're going, but I like, let's think of an example that isn't real so that no one gets mad at me. Well, it feels like a certain reality TV show recently where we really witnessed someone who was probably a narcissist mm. who had was weaponizing terms to gaslight someone else into feeling like they were the problem. Yes, absolutely. It's like going to therapy, doing the homework, i.e. taking notes on, oh, this is the language I can use to make you feel like you've done something wrong yes. when you yourself are actually the person who's done something wrong. Yes, absolutely. But sometimes I feel like it isn't even extreme, as, as extreme as that. Like yeah. I, say if I was feeling really, as they say, down in the dumps and... <laughs> <laughs> and I like called there's one person I'm thinking of and I called this like friend who's like quite a good friend maybe they would answer if I, but they'd answer like hey I'm like hey I'm feeling really shit like can I give you a call I don't have the emotional capacity right now to da, 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 da. and it's like cool. cold very cold and I understand that if you are also feeling absolutely shit like you can't you know, you got to get your own oxygen mask first. Absolutely. But I feel like it's also a way for people to easily bail on plans. It's a way for people to easily not be there for other people. I think it's a way for people to, and it's only when it's weaponized. Yeah. Like I feel as though people would take this and they'll go, they'll be like, my capacity to listen to this podcast. No, but they'll be, they'll be yeah. like all upset. I'm saying obviously this language is great and it has been a great thing for communication and for understanding each other and for giving each other a bit more leeway. Like if you are feeling really shit and you don't feel like going to dinner that night, you can go, I'm emotionally fucking exhausted and I just can't do it today. Totally. That's mm. fine. Yeah. But if it's your best friend's hen's party or something. Yeah. Not that I don't have a hen's party, but a big monumental occasion and you're feeling like a five out of ten and you're like, I don't really I don't really overly feel like going. It's like, yeah, well Pull up. maybe that was a time you like kind of push yourself a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying mm. if you're a zero yeah. go. Yeah. But I'm saying if you're at like a five or a six and you're not like stoked to go, mm-hmm. maybe just like show up. Because I I also was finding myself doing this particularly after COVID. And even like early this year, I've really tried to prioritize pushing myself to go to things, not using like I'm emotionally exhausted, I feel. And with certain people, I know that I do use it as an excuse, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm saying, if you do this, you're not a bad person. It just is <laughs> like, you're actually fucking cool and hot. Yeah. No, but, but like I use this quite a bit with one person in particular who, to be fair though, they are a draining person to me. Yeah. That's why I go, I just can't fucking be bothered with this, to be honest, dude. I know when I answer the phone, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. But I've tried to make more effort to not, when I'm feeling like a five or a six out of 10, to cannot cancel, then I go and I feel fucking fine. Yeah. Mm. But I think it also isn't good for you as a person to cancel on plans and not show up or, or really be... I don't know, like like the extreme of gentle, like you're so gentle with yourself yeah. that you're almost handling yourself with kitty gloves and you're like, okay, I might, like I do this as well. I think I might, like when I didn't go out for ages, it was because I 
would say I might go to a social situation and I might feel anxious there. Therefore, yeah. I'm not going to go yeah. at all because yeah. the chance of me feeling anxious. And I would say to people, like, oh, like my emotional capacity, I'm not, I can't do it right now. And then my friends like Rowdy were like, okay, if just come out with us and if people take, if there's five photos taken with you and you feel anxious from those five photos, you can fucking go home. Yeah. Mm. But... Like you're not trapped here forever. We're gonna. We all understand that if you feel like shit, you can go home. Yeah. But can you please try and socialize with your friends for once instead of outside of your living room? Mm. Because agoraphobia, girl. Yeah. Like like minimal. But I was getting that after COVID. Like I was like, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to even go to coffee. I don't want to fucking do anything. Also, um, you get like a dopamine reward when you want to cancel plans. So if you cancel plans, oh. you're getting little hits. Like mentally, for me, like, oh, thank God, I don't have oh. to do that thing. Whereas if you are on the fence about doing that thing and push yourself to go and do it and actually have a good time, the reward is greater. But if you're constantly cancelling, you're constantly telling yourself, well, if I cancel, I'm going to reward myself with this nice little feeling. Like a little bit of cheese. little bit of cheese instead of a whole grazing whole platter. Whole bloody block. Mm-hmm. Charcuterie board. Yep, yeah, yep. Cabanossi for days. Ca- oh, nummies. <laughs> um, and I think that also my example before of, of people, you know, if you're feeling shit and you call a friend, that obviously is a lot to hold. But I think a better example would be like, you know, if I've had like – a shit day at work, right? Where you're like, I just want to vent to someone, have someone talk yep. to. Yep. And someone's, and like you tell someone, okay, this example that I have is basically someone, um, uh, I, this is if someone told me this story about someone that happened with them. This is the conversation I was having was they had like a pretty like shitty thing happening at work and they told their friend and their friend was like, I feel like my boundaries were crossed just then because you didn't check that I had capacity to hold that conversation and now you've triggered me. Yeah. And and I was like, no, 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 no. That's them victimising themselves in like trying to turn it around into like they couldn't be fucked to have that conversation, which maybe maybe they were (laughs) bored by the chat. I don't know. Maybe there's another reason why they didn't like it. But I think that if – you don't need to do a trigger warning for a, for a shitty day at work. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, but it also like, feels very clinical. Like if someone, it, it does depend on your relationship. Mm. If I was calling up my best friends and like, can I read, I'm going to read the paragraph from the article that the woman gives at the open. She goes, her friend said, I'm in a place where I'm trying to honor my needs and act in alignment with what feels right within the scope of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid our friendship doesn't seem to fit in that framework, <gasps> the friend wrote. I can no longer hold the emotional space you've wanted me to and think the support you need is beyond the scope of what I can offer. That feels so clinical and HR. That feels like, wow. I'm just like, just talk to me if you're like, I can't like I my two best friends we will go ages without talking to each other properly beyond messenger and I won't read messages for days because I'm busy and then I'll just be like sorry guys brain's fucked just scrolled back haha loved the videos love you guys la 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 my group chat is entirely that yeah it's it's all of us all of us going with days out of playing sorry girls love you so much I'm just listening now to the voice notes from last Tuesday yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god and then, and then and then just um exclamation reacting going yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah thumbs up love reacts. and going and then replying going yes co- yeah. Yes, full stop. This, yeah. full stop. Yeah. And, and listening to 40 expect, seconds of the two-minute voice note. Exactly. And if, But if they expect more from you, I also feel like that friendship is not healthy because you, they're expecting something from you that you can't give back to them. Well, you're allowed to set boundaries yeah. and say I had a shit week mentally and that yes. be yeah. accepted. Yeah. Like someone sent me something really full on and whatever. And you're like, that sounds really fucked. I can't, I can't give you what you need right now because this sounds really full on. 
but give me like 24 hours to get over this shit I'm trying to deal with and I'll get back to you or whatever. Yeah. Even that still to me sounds kind of clinical. It, it all depends on your friendships, but I just think the like the HR speak of let's circle back, let's take this offline, let's yeah. like open the kimono to more possibilities of our friendship. <laughs> yeah. Like, just fucking talk to me like I'm your friend. Yeah. And, and, and just say, hey, but, or something like, I mean, I think it's fine to be like, I think that you're going through a really hard time. Do you think you should talk to someone professionally maybe? Because totally. I can't hold this. I'm really worried that I'm not going to do a good enough job yeah. or I feel yeah. like I don't have the capacity right now. You can you can still use therapy and you can still set boundaries. Totally. But I think you're right. I think, I think it's the clinicalness of of the the explanation and the friendship breakup that's really hurtful and really um, impersonal and not really helping anyone. No. And not giving closure. And also you've said a whole lot of nothing in that message. Yeah. You've just said, I don't want to be your friend anymore because I feel like you're too much work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Like, and I also think with that, like, I don't, I, I, again, I don't know if I'm just being, maybe I'm, maybe I'm old. I don't know. Maybe I'm being, (laughs) maybe I'm the boomer going, these kids need to, I don't know. Maybe I'm being insensitive, but I also think that if someone sent me that message and I was in a really bad headspace. I would be like spiral town. Like, like, like the thing is that's a nice message, but is it a kind message? Mm -hmm. Like, is that a kind and considerate message? Or are you setting radical boundaries, which you've been told to do in therapy? Like you can say, you can also, you can cut off a friend. Absolutely. But that fucking clinicalness of, Hey, you need too much. Basically saying you're too much and I can't handle this. And the scope of what you need is too much. What mm. the fuck? You're not quoting a marketing project. But also that's not like, helpful for that person's growth. Like even if you need to cut a person off because the relationship is too hard for you, mm. telling someone that they are too much for you, I can't deal with this, is I think, in my personal opinion, is not going to help them. If you're just like, hey, man, like, let, like let's not talk to each other for a while or something, like, or I've got a lot of shit on, like I can't give you what you need, mm. fine. Not like... I can't meet your needs as a, a highly needy person with a lot of shit going on in their life. Like it's something I just can't take on. It's like, what? I just don't know if I would ever, I, I'm thinking about this now and I was, yeah. I, I, I'd probably I, just go someone. I'm a fucking coward. So. Would you, but, but, then would you, <laughs> but would you ever end a friendship because, I'm wondering if there's even like a mindset shift. Like would you ever end a friendship because someone needed too much? Yes. I think that's the time that I would, Mm, like, I'm thinking as an example. In what like, way? Do examples. Okay. Give me an example, Dad. Hypothetically, somebody really Oscar's good friend best friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just having issues with substances. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's oh, detrimental to yeah. the, at the upper, upper end. And you've tried again and again and again and again. It's gone for years and years and years and years. Then in that situation, you just kind of have to just yeah. give it a space. But I'd yeah. never say you need a word. I, I wouldn't even say it to them because I know that they're sensitive. And I don't want to upset them. They need yeah. to have the space to be able to work that out themselves, and therefore, over time, sure. And then it, it, they might be able to come back in, the, in your life. But I but see with that, isn't that isn't that a case of? And I guess you'd word like this. Like I think that's the same. With, I don't like. It's so much nicer to go. I care about you so much, and this is fucking killing me. Watching you kill yourself, or watching you yes, harm yeah. yourself, or whatever. Even if it's with someone who's gets back with a toxic ex a million times, yeah. like that could yeah. even be right. It's killing me watching you do this. I'm exhausted from it. I need you to get actual help mm. and I won't be back in your life until you get actual help. Uh, That's yeah. offering a solution, saying you're too much and yeah. actually no one, and it's almost implying no one can hold you. Yeah. 
Right? I, if someone's going through a fuck time, wouldn't that that would fact. even if I was feeling good, that would holy fuck that would send yeah. me. And if you're mm. going through that, so I, I had to do this with someone in my life because they were they had an addiction and drinking problems, and I was like, I am constantly trying to help you and fix you, and you it's not working. Mm. Because you need to want to fix yourself. Mm. But the conversation wasn't, you are too much for me. I can't handle this. It is, I want you to get better so much that I'm going to do the exact thing that I really don't want to do. I can't talk to you. I can't have anything to do with you because you are just fucking up our relationship over and over again and draining me. And I want you to get better and like go and, and they have now which is amazing and not not because of me and, and i fixed them <laughs> and they are and fixed. look and in the end i did fix them no but like that was like the, a rude enough shock that was also per, like it was personal it wasn't you're taking up so much of my mental capacity with your silly little addiction that i yeah. can't handle it anymore yeah. it was like a hard chat on a park bench where we were both crying and i was just like i just, I just can't do this anymore you have to take care of yourself and i I can't take care of you because it's not doing the right thing. Yeah. I've had friends cut me off because I kept getting back with my ex like and being like, it's either me or me or him. Yeah. Like either we're oh, friends. I'm yeah, when I was like And you're like, I mean, it's him. <laughs> Why well, then then I chose her, but then we ended up having a friendship breakup anyway because of other things. But like I was like, No, I, I want to be I would rather be friends with you. But that that was even done away where she was like, I cannot have you crying on my fucking floor again. Yeah. He does the most fuck shit to you and you don't, you, you're not doing anything to change the situation and all we do is talk about this. Mm. And that made me be like, oh, fuck. And I feel like that also, I still think about that when I decide who I tell what or how often mm. I talk about certain things. And I also even am aware, I'm like, just tell me if I'm talking about it too much. And you know what I mean? Like She's it, also, did, it did help. She also didn't talk to you like it was an HR email. She was like, I no. you can't do this to our friendship anymore because it's fucking it up. Yeah, we went to dinner. Yeah. She, like, she took me to dinner and she was like, I love you so much. But this is this is not fucking right. Like yeah. this is you are, and also I'm watching you. Like she's like you are, like so depressed. Like you are. Mm. Like I'm scared we're gonna like lose you. Like this is like not good. Yeah. It, yeah. But but that's not like she didn't frame it in a way that was like, um. Yeah, you're too much. And there's also what if th- as per my previous email. Yeah, I find I find <laughs> it really. It was um. I can no longer hold the emotional space you've wanted me to. And I think the support you need is beyond the scope of what I can offer, which like that's the thing that shits me. I'm like, I know what this person is trying to say and that's a good thing to say, but the way they've said it is fucked. And it's all, yeah, and, and it is, it does come from intellectualizing yeah, it is. your emotions yes. a lot as well. And I'm holding to, our friendship like out here so f- I can analyze it and I'm not feeling it. Yes, it's mm. absolutely, it's almost an avoidant tactic mm. to be like, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I also just think people really, people really use it to not shop for each other. People really use it to, but also it's okay to like, I think people listening to this are probably going to take this in a way that we're like, just talk about your feelings. Yeah. Like also obviously. there are some people that you need to talk like this to because it's like I don't want to get involved in some kind of like the emotional turmoil that will come from this friendship breakup mm. and maybe it is easier to just be like these are the parameters that I'm setting in my email and here you go and thank you and mm. this is going to hurt you but I can't deal with it anymore. Mm. That's totally fine because you mm. also have to protect yourself. Totally. But if one of my girlfriends that I have a healthy relationship with started talking to me like this, I'd be like, what is going on with us? Have I done something? I, I would, I, I just can't, ima- yeah, I can't imagine any of my friends ever saying anything like that. And I have friends who are therapists 
like, and they yeah. wouldn't, they would not talk to me like that. Um, I wish my therapist would talk to me like this. I know, like clinical <laughs> queen. But I, I also can't imagine ever, let's say it isn't about like, because d- d- does this person say what they were going through in order to get that message? Like, had like a parent died or something or? Uh, no. When Anna asked if it was something she did, her friend told her she wasn't comfortable answering. And, Whoa. And that there was no more room for discussion. And I'm like, okay, I'm also reading this being like, some shit has obviously gone down that we are not privy to, but like. There's know. also paragraphs here that are about, I think as well people are using therapy language to talk about things that are simply not as extreme as what you're saying. When you say mm-hmm. things like, like when people say, People are just confusing lying with gaslighting now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like gaslighting isn't lying. Gaslighting is making someone feel as though they are insane. They're not in touch with reality while you are lying. That is what gaslighting is. People now just think, oh, like they gaslight me. They lied to me about, I'm like, well, it's not gaslighting. If they just lied, they lied. Yeah. Gaslighting is like extreme lying. Gaslighting is extreme (laughs) lying. And there's a paragraph here that says, um, uh, Kate, I once invited one of her four friends to an intimate dinner party at a pizza restaurant to celebrate her birthday. One friend showed up 25 minutes late. It was a little rude and a little annoying, but at the end of the world. I felt like I was still super polite to her and warm. After dinner at a low-key bar visit, the night wrapped up early and um, Kate went home. Close to midnight, the friend called her and said, I need to address this. You made me feel unsafe and unloved tonight. Oh. And she said, excuse me. And she goes, yeah, your demeanor was a little off and this has been building for a while and you made me feel really left out. Mm. Um, and I think using words like unsafe and unloved, like you can be like, what's the vibe off tonight? Yeah, like, like you, can, I, you made me feel a bit shitty, man. Like it was my, it was a thing we was supposed to do for me and I just find I kind of feel a bit crap. Yeah. Not like you made me feel like a puppy at the end of the fox and hound that gets no, thrown into a forest. But the friend saying that is the one that was late. Oh, what? So the one that, again, and this is kind of where I feel like people oh. turn things. The one who was late said that, said that because she wasn't, she felt she was nice to her friend who was late, but because she wasn't overtly, I know she was like, I feel unsafe and unloved. And using words like unsafe and unloved, I mean, if you feel that way, yeah. But with the examples we're given here, yeah. it's like. It's not you left me on my own when we all went out and my drink got spiked. Like. Unsafe is a real thing. Unsafe is a really and big word. Using like, it for like coming late to a dinner is just a bit shitty. Or I not think. being, but she, but she wasn't the one that came late. So it's just fucked. So it's like she, like she just didn't have like, didn't feel like at, like she got all the attention that night or something. Yeah, right. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I just think using language like that is, it, it then it makes every, then it also then it makes a problem. So much bigger. Yeah. Like then it turns into a, oh my God, I made you feel unsafe. Like unsafe is so, if one of my friends said you made me feel unsafe, that to me, that's like being in like physical danger. Yeah. Or like I was intentionally triggering you. Like I knew you went through a trauma and I intentionally triggered you. Mm. Um, or like I, I left, yeah, left you at a bar when you were wasted or like that, that is like, unsafe you can say i felt left out or i I felt shit or and i think communication with your friends is great but i think when we're using these like buzzwords it becomes a little bit um i don't know it it becomes it comes like it becomes unsafe (laughs) but it, it, it becomes a little bit like 
I, I, I don't know what to do with that. And I feel like it also becomes everyone is everyone in the fucking world is setting their hard boundaries. Mm. So no one nev- never fucking sees anyone and no one ever resolves anything properly either because everyone says a hard, a firm, quote unquote, firm boundary. Yeah. And there's no negotiation. There's like, well, I don't want to do this because I don't feel, because I feel that I'll feel anxious going out tonight. But they're setting boundaries. That, something that they also talked about in the piece is they're setting boundaries as a way of making you feel like you, uh, the friendship has to end, but it's your choice. So if I set a boundary with you, Abby, it's like, well, I've made the correct thing for myself. And if you don't like my boundary, then the friendship is over, but it's your fault. It's not my fault because yeah. I've just set the boundary. Whereas it's like, well, some of these people are setting boundaries that are just not compatible with a friendship, but it's offloading the responsibility of friendship ending mm, onto the other person. person. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I think as well sometimes, like, sometimes friendships are hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't they know are if, hard, though. I don't know if I'm, be, if I'm again, am I giving Boomer, like, like get <laughs> over it. But I'm like, sometimes friendships oh, and relationships are really hard and you have to actively work through them and communicate through them and sort them out and, and explain what material change you want to happen in the, in the friendship. And if that... Basically, you have to give people chances. Like if, yeah. if this article is accurate and this person got a text basically out of the blue saying this, like maybe the maybe the receiver had gone through a big breakup or lost their job or uh, someone had died. Or maybe they just were feeling depressed post-COVID as a lot of us have had a very weird time with their mental health. Um, maybe like if the friend gave them warnings mm-hmm. and said this is exactly like – you know, I can't be on the phone to you an hour or a week. I need you to go to therapy. If you like, if there were those kind of tangible steps they could take and it was still in therapy language, maybe that would also be okay. But I think that just randomly going, uh, it's also like very clear that this happened after their therapy session. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And they've gone, <laughs> you should explain to your friend that your boundaries have been crossed and, and you they've feel unsafe. taken like, they're like, say that again, getting voice memos yeah. out. I need yeah. to record it. Which is also like... It, it makes me sad because I'm like, this person clearly is not having a good time and they want to be able to communicate how they feel. And the only way they know how to do that is in a really clinical, almost mean way. Yeah. And I'm like, let's let, let the next evolution of language be, I'm going to set a boundary softly. Mm. Or just talk to your friends like they're your fucking mates. Yeah. Like if, yeah. Like if, if you can't talk to your friends like, hey, babe, I'm feeling weird about this. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Wh- like why you're pursuing that. I guess you're not pursuing the friendship because he's setting the boundary. <laughs> I don't know. I, I also just think sometimes it's you, it is used as a bit of a, a bit of a, bit of a weapon, a, a bit of a weapon. And I'm, and also I'm, we just be clear. We're not saying that mental health is used as a weapon. Mm-mm. We're not saying that, um, the example before about, um, having anxiety. I mean, I mean like when you might feel slightly uncomfortable and, and there's someone who needs you to be there for them and yeah. you, and you fucking follow, don't follow through. Like I've had like, Sometimes, like, I've had exes who, I, you know, they didn't call me back on the huge fucking days. Like, when I finished, I can't even say what it is, but, like, like if I finish filming something and I'm, like, it's finale. And, 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 like, not even, like, huge in a bad, but, like, a huge exciting day or if I got a huge job and they're, like, yeah, I just like, couldn't hold space for you. And I'm, like, yucky. Cool, but, like, can you try? Mm. Like, because I couldn't hold space for you, like for me to be happy, even. Yeah, but like you know, who like is that? What a everyone, Oscar, mm. everyone, and look, everyone, keep going to therapy. I need to go back, and you know, therapy language yeah. is slay. But just it just, I just think sometimes these extreme words are used, 
and they used incorrectly or in a in a very like out of context space and with no explanation it allows you to, and and also this idea that you don't owe anyone an explanation mm. which you don't owe anyone anything realistically but wouldn't it be nice to look out for your friends even if you don't want to be the friend anymore but whatever friendship you once had yeah and say this is why I don't I don't think we should be friends anymore or like sorry I missed your birthday party I just was having a bit of a day. Okay. Not, Can we go to breakfast instead? Yeah, not sorry yeah, I missed your birthday party. Yeah. yeah. Sorry I missed your birthday party. I was just operating at peak capacity with – I didn't have the and emotional, emotional bandwidth yeah. to – and I'm just like, no. Just say I was feeling really shit today. My brain was scat. And I'd like, be like, I, I would genuinely prefer that. Like I've had, I have a whole fucking thing about people flaking on my birthday party from my childhood to Rana. Oh yeah. I'm scared of everyone falling. Oh, no. I, I, All the I, time. Never, I hate organizing birthdays because I think no one's going to come. Big time hate it. Anti-slay. <laughs> hate, hate, hate. Uh, yuck, yuck, yuck. But uh, if someone was just like, fuck, sorry, I forgot my whole life is a fucking mess, but like really love you. Let's go get a drink sometime. That would just like make my day. But if someone yeah. contacts me with, oh, I... I have been working on this project and I just need to send, set some better boundaries with my time. And did it, I'm like, oh, yucky. No, I don't, actually don't want to be a friend anymore. No, thanks. Wow. That's me breaking up with my friends. Bye. Wow. At least to be honest, I feel quite unsafe in this conversation. <laughs> so if we could just. I'll just stop. There. I'll just stop recording. Yep. Fucking dying. Okay. Well, that's all. Um, I guess that's the whole, the whole conversation. Is it guys? That was pretty fun. Um, but uh, trauma dump tour. We still need nightmare fuels if you're coming. So send those into trauma dump tour, tour at it's a lot podcast.com and send a voice note and um, tell us what city you're going to and slay, slay, slay. Also, if you want tickets, go to frontiertouring.com. Melbourne's almost on. Brisbane's almost gone. Um, Adelaide and Perth, get it together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Perth, Hurry up and get almost gone. Get, come on. Perth begged me for years. Everyone bullied me online. <laughs> oh, now it's only 78% sold. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. It's interesting how things work out. Um, but if you want to go, go on. Just buy a ticket. And if honestly, if you don't want to come, that's okay too. Listening to the podcast is good enough. Also, guys, can you rate and review the podcast if you're still listening? Oh, yes. Yeah, please. We always get to do that. All right, bye. Love you, chooks. Listener.